0: Uh, This is Sylvester McCoy. Uh, You're listening to Who Made Who and uh, Me Made Me. And uh, my mother and father did the same. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now.
1: It's a brand new episode of Who Made Who, Cinema Geekly's Doctor Who podcast. It is Anthony Lewis and Ben Knight, and we are finally back, Ben, to talk about the end of Jodie Whittaker's run as the Doctor, episode three, production episode 300, the final, the final third of the three 2022 uh, Doctor Who specials, The Power of the Doctor... I believe this was written by Chris Chibnall, but directed by Jamie Magnus Stone, I want to say. Yes. And, oh boy, there are a lot of things to talk about in this. And I don't know how we're going to squeeze it all into the time that we want to squeeze it into. But we're going to do our damnedest. So let's run through the story real quick like. Uh, and we're going to miss a lot of things here probably, but the doctor and her companions rescue a space train from a Cyberman attack, but not just your regular Cybermen. It's those, uh, Gallifreyan enhanced Cybermen who can regenerate when killed. Yes. The master Cybermans. Uh, but Dan is nearly killed. So he decides he's going to part ways and return to his regular old life. Uh, a renegade Dalek contacts the doctor claiming that the Daleks need to be destroyed, which is always an eyebrow razor. Uh, Kate Leftbridge Stewart informs her uh, uh, the doctor that famous artworks have been defaced by the master. And uh, seismologists also at the same time, as if there's not enough going on, have been abducted, reuniting with Tegan and Ace. Uh, two old companions from the 80s. I want to say maybe the uh, 70s and 80s. Uh, 70s in one case, 80s, the other. Yeah. 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 Um, the doctor learns that the master and his cyber masters and the Daleks plan to end humanity by setting off lava from volcanoes worldwide. That old chestnut. The vic- volcano. <laughs> With yeah. lasers. lasers.
0: lasers. Oh, wait, that's the shark. The
1: sharks have lasers. My bad. Yeah put the lasers on the volcanoes scott um (laughs) the the doctor is lured by a renegade dalek leaving the daleks to capture her the master sends a miniaturized ashad cyberman do you remember him ben from many episodes ago he was marvel he was actually but they're squeeze but this is the end so they're squeezing everybody in uh, he sends that to Tegan, which acts as a portal to bring the Cybermen into the unit building. The Daleks take the doctor to the master in 1916 who forces her to regenerate into him. Meanwhile, an AI program...
0: <laughs>
1: for no discernible reason, but anyway. Well, I I think the reason is so that the master could be Rasputin in so that they could then yeah. use that rah-rah Rasputin which, song. Which is a good call, but also Quite random. (laughs) Very random. Um, Meanwhile, an AI program leads Ace to meet with Graham to destroy the volcano machine, Tegan to destroy the Cyberman converter, and Yaz and Vinder. Remember Vinder from earlier in the seasons? Yes. To force the Master to undo the Doctor's transformation, the Master, however, still manages to mortally wound the Doctor, causing her to regenerate into the 14th Doctor, who discovers that he has in fact regained the form of his 10th incarnation, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. David Tennant. Ben, what did you think of Jodie Whittaker's farewell? What did you think of the power of the Doctor?
0: They've ended strong for... um... For thirteen, and it, there's a lot goes on in this episode. I mean, so it's it's a longer episode than usual. I think it's eighty nine minutes of broadcast. Um, there may even be a slightly longer cut of it uh, coming on a later uh, Blu-ray edition if it's not already out. Good lord, but it was it, already it, it, an hour
1: and twenty seven minutes runtime.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're talking about you know fan service when we were discussing stuff off the air a minute ago, and you know, there there was a lot of this because who who does play to its fan base in a big way and you know the the big special episodes tend to be very heavy on that sort of thing this one i think is probably the heaviest of all of the specials in terms of leaning on you know i mean people talk about easter eggs there weren't so many easter eggs in this so much as just full-on deep cut calls and less deep cut calls to the entire history um yeah and and uh, i think for those who who only joined who since um, since its rebirth uh, with um, Eccleston, there will be quite a lot of things in here where you know they'll recognise what they're doing, but they may not have any emotional response to it. Perhaps, mm. um, l- let me say off the bat, I I think on this show I said in 2020 when a childhood Zen came out, the uh, Doctor Who um, book and audio book specifically as well uh, by Sophie Aldred, who plays Ace. That not only had that book given like a whole new story to what happened after Ace was effectively abandoned, um, but also introduced Ace at, at proximity to thirteen. Um, it, it puts in so much texture to to as a sort of build up to this story, and I was delighted. I know that was a, a you know official licensed book, but to see that. Elements of that being incorporated into who Ace is now. Yeah, Uh in this episode was was beautiful for me. Plus, I think mm. Sophie Aldred. I, I always liked Ace as a character, but I think Sophie Aldred has has got better and better at being her. Weirdly. Yeah. Um.
1: Sort of got you know, Graham
0: smitten with her too. Also. <laughs> I know, which is simultaneously <laughs> creepy and awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Jan- Janet Fielding. Um. It's not it's not a phoned in performance by any stretch. It's a very um, it's it's a bit possibly a slightly hammy performance, I might I I, might
1: I don't know. Um, Yeah, I wanted to mention this as well. I don't know what order they shot everything in, because obviously shows can mm -hmm. be filmed out of order, but for the sake of pretending that this was filmed in order, it felt to Mm. me actually like she got more comfortable as the show went on. She felt more stilted earlier to me, and like in the later moments of the show it seemed like she was a little more comfortable to me definitely oh well, absolutely and
0: you know there'll be an artistic choice in there and it and you know Janet Fielding is a perfectly competent actor um yeah fairly limited uh CV but nevertheless um but yeah so seeing Tegan and Ace back in there was was pretty magical if you mm-hmm. if, yes I mean you know Ace was pretty much the um Doctor's companion for much of the time that I was watching it, and of course yeah. the other one at the time was was Mel Mel Bush, mm-hmm. um, was uh, Bonnie Langford, who of course you see in that support group at the end, <laughs> yeah, uh, along with Ian Chesterton as well, uh, which was bizarre. I'm glad he had a name tag because I was like who, um, <laughs> uh, Joe Jones of course was in there as well, um, you know, seeing uh, seeing that again as well, again it was pure fan service, it arguably raises questions like how the fuck did mel get back to present day earth which i don't entirely understand mm. um yeah all, <laughs> yeah, stuff. there's all sorts of issues in there there was the you know there were quite a number of emotional moments in it with the um the, the other doctors if i can put it that way yeah uh, the scenes featuring um david bradley colin baker peter Davison, paul mcgann oh uh, paul mcgann only his third time on regular TV as The Doctor. And I love the fact that he's now solidly, firmly part of Doctor Who rather than just the extended yeah. unit stuff.
1: But can I say, at least for me, maybe for you as well, but it, mm. definitely for me, every time I see him on here, all it does is make me want to see more. Like, he's good. I oh, I agree. I mean, that mini-episode, it um, uh, wasn't that... Oh,
0: crikey, what was it? Night the, of the, the, the
1: Doctor e- or something? Yeah.
0: Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, Night no, as a Doctor, I think that's right. Uh, w- which, I mean, that was it was brilliant, because so not good. only did you have a, 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 an excellent performance from him, obviously, people know my obsession with Claire Higgins, who was superb in that. Uh, mm-hmm. as of the 100%. Um, you know, uh, so great seeing that. But also, I mean, Sylvester McCoy, who, you know, friend of the show. Of course, uh, you hear him great. in the opening. Absolutely. he. Um, His mother and he father absolutely. made him. Absolutely. <laughs> I think he's he better. Uh, he was far more doctor here yes. than other times when I've I've sort of seen him pop up in, in the past. And yeah. I was looking for that. And a bit of a scene-stealer, actually, was Joe Martin, mm-hmm. uh, the fugitive for those who can't remember.
1: The fugitive um, doctor showing who, up at the end, yeah.
0: Who, incidentally, she's uh, about to enter the Extended Universe stuff. So there's already been a comic book, which I still haven't got around to reading and I intend to. Uh, but she's also about to join the uh, the Big Finish. So... Uh, look out for that because um, it's going to be tremendous but seeing colin baker the much maligned number six um back in it and 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 again being the doctor because of course he's never stopped being the doctor on uh, big finish Mm -hmm. um uh you know that 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 was particularly kind of a moment for me because i suppose him peter and Sylvester were kind of my doctors predominantly um and you, you know that that Seeing them brought in from the cold of the five ish doctors, um, mm-hmm. uh, children in need, I think it was episode, and properly brought back in, um, yeah, I I can't help but feel joyful about that. It was, yeah. it was, uh, and David Bradley, of course, again, as the impeccable double for number one, uh, yeah, was, which always oh, blows
1: my mind, like how so well, so
0: well so yeah, much, right. Yeah. Um, but so, so turning to, to main performances. So I, I thought that um, uh, that, that Jodie Whittaker's performance in this was by far the best performance she's given in her run. Yeah. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of genuine emotion in in this as well. I mean, you know, her sort of building up to the regeneration stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen enough interviews with Jodie Whitaker to know how she feels about um, the end of her time there, and the scenes between her and Yaz towards the end. Um, Oh, they they, they brutal they
1: were
0: ever so slightly at the heart, didn't they? Yeah, um, and you know, uh, I was quite glad to see that, um, John Bishop and, um, uh, d- 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 I can't remember, I've forgotten his name, um, thingy who plays uh, Graham, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, Bradley Walsh, Bradley Walsh, Gosh. yes, 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 um, I'm glad that they were sort of also present, but not, you know, kind of yeah
1: i was actually pleasantly surprised to see graham back Um, i was happier to see him than i was to see dan if i'm honest oh yeah i was Uh, kind of no uh, no offense i guess i was kind of mm. when dan's like i think i'm gonna go home i'm like okay okay off you go have have fun see you never
0: totally uh whereas uh, you know again retreading old ground here but bradley walsh was bloody revelation to me in his I mean, yeah,
1: man. I I very vividly remember you not looking forward to him being on the show before the show happened, and then you were like, wait a minute, hold on, he's actually pretty good here, and yeah. he continues to be, like, he was good. Also, yeah, I, was. I do like how they throw a bone to, like, hey, where's Ryan? And he's like, I don't know, somewhere. No.
0: That was a bit weird, but yeah. Um, I, I think, so, sort of a couple of standouts, I thought Jacob Anderson wasn't given enough to do as Vinda, but um, mm-hmm. I don't really understand why it was there. Patrick O'Kane, I think he was very much a hey, I'm here. Do you remember? I was quite good during this run, and he yeah. was. Um, but yeah, so the the big kind of standout performance um, of this was the manic, insane performance of Sasha Dawan, who so good. Um, in, you know, the, the devil gets the best songs, I guess. But I guess, yeah, we seen Scary Poppins, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seen John Sim, who yeah, he, people a bit marmite that performance. I thought he was exceptional, but yeah. I know a lot of didn't like that but i mean between
1: like um john sim and like the missy master like Mm -hmm. there have been some colossally great performances as this character and it's tough to match their energy and i i'm not gonna say that sasha exceeded them but he either matched them or came really close to matching them i agree i I thought he was excellent
0: He is, and I've seen him in so many other things and know that the way he plays the master is a very big stretch from anything else he does.
1: My my favorite line from this, uh, mm. which I thought he just nailed with this weird kind of sinister, but also kind of just like weird, what the fuck, was when he remembers Tegan and ace and I've not seen a lot of the old doctor who stuff. And clearly Tegan makes some sort of weird reference to some very old doctor who episode where, you know, she's like, last time I saw you, you were part cat. And he's like really quiet for like a minute. And he's like, guys allowed to experiment or something like that and I'm like that is such a great delivery and it was also between the
0: two characters and the, the two actors mm-hmm. who I are the only people who could have pulled that line off without it sounding awful yeah um you know it, it was because um, Sophie Aldred does such a fine line in almost bratish contempt as Ace yeah um because Ace was a brat I mean she was brilliant but she was a brat mm-hmm. um so you know it, it, was, it was great fun to see that um I, I, I think it was cute. There was a Guinness World Record set during this episode. By the way, not surprised um, actually. Well, William Russell, who plays um, Ian, uh, that is now in the Guinness Book Reco- uh, Guinness World Record for the longest gap between TV appearances as as a character <laughs> uh, fifty seven years and one hundred and nineteen days.
1: My goodness, was he one of the original companions, or uh, he would have been? So he
0: left in 64. 60- Five based Oof. on that. So was uh, he a Hartnell companion then or uh yeah you know or he was yeah because the original run was sixty three to sixty six, so yeah it yeah. Been. wow. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's insane. It is. I I thought um in terms of the production of it, uh, there were a few moments where visually I know it's been a little up and down during this last season of of Who the the, the CG is a bit in places there were a few moments like that but overall i think it was it was ambitious they were creating a, a one of the big epi- epic episodes of, of new who yeah. and those things cost money and yeah. they they do tend to push boundaries a little bit as well i mean i know we now see that sort of um effect on on network television shows but don't forget quite a lot of those tv shows um or, or the ability to do that comes from the production company that that made the reboot of Who when they were starting that reboot. Yeah, uh, an awful lot of big American TV shows with massive effects in went to the people who made Who and went, uh, "How do you do that for that budget?" And you know, it's a fine tradition of of the franchise as well because, of course, it's been doing that for many many years. Um, the the story itself. I, I, it it does contain a number of unfortunate Chibnall-esque moments where you're like, why why are you doing that? Where, are you going to come back now? R- that's a weird reference to something that no one cares about. Mm. There's a few bits like that, um, but actually none of them would, were really jarring in the way that we, I think, unfortunately have seen a number of times during yeah. um, Chibnall's tenure. Um, you get to the end, and obviously we've got to talk about regenerations, uh, mm-hmm. I should say, by the way, that uh, in case people were wondering where Tom Baker was, he was asked whether he would appear in that crossroads scene. Yeah, um, he, he declined, which uh, I don't think it was expressly said to be because of ill health. But yeah, um, I, I know that around about the time they were making it,
1: I read another news story saying that he was not in the best of health at the time. Yeah. So, I so mean, but honestly, his guest appearance in the Matt yeah. Smith David Tennant episode was so right? good, like. Yeah why even try like that was excellent
0: and i think it, i think there may have been an element um with tom baker because he's that sort of guy i think there may have been an element of him going hang on a minute look i've i've come back i've done this and you know i'm still the one that's referenced every time someone does an impression of doctor who yeah um what about maybe the other boys who haven't had that chance yeah give, um, a, give them a go yeah absolutely and i'm I'm thrilled that they did mm-hmm. so um and the fact that, that those individual scenes as well between the former doctors and the, their former uh, companions um yeah i didn't expect McCoy and ace to uh, to be particularly sort of an emotional scene the Tegan one obviously because of the um the the death yeah um but yeah i i th- i thought they were not overdone i thought they were very much like interactions between those doctors and mm-hmm. those companions they they didn't feel too forced or anything else. Yeah, um, As I said, I think Joe Martin kind of stole a show mm-hmm. um, and I do hope that the Fugitive Doctor is not a casualty of the return to um, uh, Russell Davis but yeah. I don't think so. I, I think he's probably got an eye for knowing what works and I, I suspect mm-hmm. he might put Joe Martin out again. Yeah. Um, the story itself, as I say, it, it, it did what it needed to do. I think it was a vehicle for performances rather than a vehicle for Doctor Who canon and story um although it did you know add bits to that I suppose uh I don't particularly like the force regeneration thing it's been done before elsewhere in in Doctor Who history um I don't entirely think it makes sense as a plot device uh I I don't like it It it's yeah it's not in keeping with the show's science such as it is either it's just a bit odd I wasn't keen on it Mm. um but yeah i mean overall what you had here was 87 minutes of very fast paced uh, breathtaking in places yeah um uh sort of you know they were playing the hits they they were giving giving the boys mm-hmm. what they want oh, yeah. um it, the, it literally just,
1: they were listening to the crowd shout play freebird and exactly. they're like all right yeah who's up for a fat who's up for a 10 minute guitar solo everybody
0: <laughs> I, i'll say this i think the the sort of sort of um the parting of the ways for uh Yasmin and 13 Oof. actually was far more um uh far more emotional far more yeah um yeah whatever than um than than Rose and uh and 10 Tenant, yeah i because, uh, that's the thing that was th- that was all a big kind of overblown love story type mm. ending and this wasn't this was it was somehow writ large and written in microfiche at the same time. Yes. Um, and I'll say this about Chibnall. That is not an easy trick. No. And as much as writing has been massively ugh in places. Yeah. Um, I.
1: That was perfect. This is the thing that I wanted to talk about the most, because mm. I thought this story was pretty muddy. Like it felt yeah. like, okay, this is the very end Let's look at all the pieces we've put on the board that we haven't touched. Let's put them all in this episode. Let's get Ashad in here. We're going to get the Master. We're going to get Cybermen. We're going to get Daleks. We're going to get Volcanoes. But we're also going to have this Entity tentacle entity thingy that looks like a child yeah. that powers this moon planet thing somehow this yeah. is all tied together and also there's unit and also we're going to bring back other doctors and also we're going to bring back other companions like there was so much I was expecting K9 to appear at some point yes um, oh, one thing that I do want to mention, thank you for mentioning this, like this has sort of been hinted at before, but there is like a subsect of doctor who companions that are clearly addicted to the adventure, like Sarah oh, Jane yeah. and K9. And I glad I'm glad, uh, that they expanded on this. Cause clearly like Tegan and ACE are still like, we can't get enough of doctor Whoing. So like mm. we're doctor Whoing in our spare time on so earth. Read that book. It's good yeah like they can't get enough of it or whatever like they're addicted to the they're addicted to it um and it also touches on some of the faults of the doctor because they're like you haven't talked to me in 40 years like doctor lies yeah like we're best friends or whatever like all the stuff we went through and then you just abandoned me for the better part of a you know a better part of a century or almost Mm -hmm. half a century or whatever um, you know, where Ace takes it more in stride or whatever, but it depends on the companion. Some people take it harsher. Tegan was like, and practically anti-doctor, like, you know, yeah. you ditched me. Um, but there's all of these things. And then at the end, like, because I was wondering about this. I'm like, how many of these are there? And then at the end, when they do this sort of like AA meeting for Doctor Who companions... Uh, where it's like this is a place where we can share our things and I, I suspect there's more of us out there and there's literally just like a group of them and obviously they can't put everybody in there for one reason or another but um, I like that they this this is a thing that they acknowledged uh, the key emotional point for me in this mm. was the thing with the doctor and and Yaz and uh, whereas Like I shed, I shed a tear or two over 10 and, and Rose Tyler. Mm -hmm. Um, that was definitely emotional for me. Like I felt the love there, but for some reason, and I don't, and maybe it's just the way that that story was told or those performances were done. And also my, uh, my perspective and my interpretation of them, that felt very much more like puppy love to me like Mm -hmm. oh he's so cute he's so handsome he's so dashing and exciting and kind of a bad boy and um, that sort of way and for whatever reason it was maybe because it was so much more understated or maybe so much of it was done through uh, Mandip Gill's like just glances or the way Mm -hmm. she would say certain things like yeah, yeah I think she's tremendous and To me, it's like, she's in love with this person, like deeply in love. The doctor's response seems to be
0: far more elevated as well.
1: Yes. And like, if you've ever felt like that towards somebody, it was so weird because I feel like the doctor is supposed to be the character you're most attached to, but Mm. I felt more emotionally attached to, to Yasmin Khan. I just like, I know how you feel. And Mm. this is so hard for you. And actually where it really started getting me is when they made the decision for her to like, after the master sort of strikes her down with like the weird jellyfish laser beam Mm. thing, like they make the decision for her to be the one who like scoops her up and carries Mm. her back to the TARDIS, like a fucking action hero or whatever. Say saving the damsel or whatever. TARDIS is going where's
0: she off then
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like that is such like i already started losing it there i'm like Mm -hmm. they are not shying away from this at all and um she went out there to save the person she loves um and not in just a friendship kind of way and Mm -hmm. when she the way they did this i'm gonna start crying just thinking about it the way they did this was so perfectly well done. Like when the doctor wakes back up after receiving her death blow or whatever, she starts regenerating and Yaz realizes, you know, when she's like, you know what that means, right? And it wasn't like crocodile tears. It wasn't bawling. And some people might cry like that or whatever too. I'm not saying people wouldn't when they realize what's happening to the person they loved, but the look on her face, like the tears, mm-hmm. like the lip quivering, like her trying to hold it back was yep. so on like, so heart wrenching. And they decide to essentially have like a date, sort of like they sit on top of the TARDIS and have ice cream and just look at earth and talk about, you know, their time together and mm. all of this stuff. And like, that was
0: I Decide not to goodbye.
1: Yeah. It was just perfect. Like so well done. Yeah. And Then she does her regeneration, which, fuck, Ben, I wish I had watched this when it came out. I wish I was not in the middle of a really terrible depression cycle. (laughs) Because Twitter ruined this for me. (laughs) And I already knew, like, I can only imagine, like, I knew he was going to be involved. Mm -hmm. David Tennant, but I figured it was going to be in some sort of the three doctors kind of way. Like the new doctor runs into his former self. I had no clue on earth that Jodie Whittaker was going to turn in, turn back into David Tennant. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, he does that great line delivery right before he meets Kylie Minogue on the Space Titanic. Uh, Just the, the three what's. Which is perfect. It was amazing. He even says, "I know these teeth," which is such a goofy callback. Um, just perfect stuff. And I'm—I've seen the trailer for trailer. the upcoming series or the specials. I guess we're getting specials yeah. this year. You know. Well, you say that. I think um, the the thing we've seen the trailer for. Is the Christmas special for 2023? I don't think it's sooner. There's stuff there's stuff happening in November, according to is there? according to the Wikipedia's Ben.
0: Uh, okay.
1: There last are. I heard it was,
0: um, was gonna be Christmas special because Russell was wanting to come back well by reintroducing um that slot.
1: So here's the thing. I don't know what's mm. happening here. Because uh when you if you're on the wikipedia article for the doctor who specials 2022 there is a tab that's like here's the you know go to the article about the stuff that came before this go to the article that you're, comes after I know what you're talking about yeah talking it has about doctor about who specials 64. 2023 and it has 3 of them listed but they're all november 2023 yeah so i don't so, know what this is
0: We'll say 13 obviously now done Yes. Died 5th December 2021. Yeah. Um then you've got the special with Pennant. Yes. Which is currently slated for November 2023. Yes. Which is then going to be followed by the Christmas special in 2023, which is at the beginning of the Gatwa era. Yes. Uh but I'm not sure that's necessarily correct. I think the position might be that there are, what amounts to, two Christmas specials um, in 2023. So what the, I don't know whether they're going to do it as, you know, Christmas Eve Day or Christmas Day, New Year's Day, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. It, I, I don't think it's yet been formally um, finalized, yeah. actually. But the, the sort of structure, the way the BBC tends to do things like that, sort of multi-part television events, mm-hmm. is... They're either linked to a particular time of the year, so you know if they did a Halloween split, with it, for example, um, well, that would be quite cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or they're linked to, uh, or, or they sit either side of, of whatever holiday is. So you do tend to get, you know, Christmas Day, New Year's Day is quite a common one. Um, I, I, whichever way they do it, we're only getting to, um Who's this year? Uh, I suspect they will both be the longer format. Um, because the BBC uh, probably want their money's worth out of these two episodes. And I imagine tenants getting more and more expensive as well. Um, <laughs> I would imagine. But, uh, yeah. I mean, if you, if you really do want to find out exactly when this is going to be out, easiest way of doing it is to um, keep watching interviews or listening to interviews. Um, with Catherine Tate, seeing as she is utterly incapable of keeping secrets. <laughs> um, so so she happy she's people. back too. Oh yeah. I mean, she will blurt it out at some point. Mm. Um, and of course, it's going to be very emotional seeing um, Don Noble's father uh, in that's was right, very much uh, Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, before he died. Um, I mean, he died literally a day after filming. Yeah. Um,
1: so that's going to be
0: a lot, especially if you grew up watching him on television. Uh,
1: which I only I only know, I know him know. from his run in Doctor Who, obviously. But ah, right. my goodness, what performances that he well, gave! He, he, he did.
0: Um, a lot of television, a lot of children's television as well, for mm-hmm. that matter, um, in the well, in the eighties. Um, and th- I mean, the man's a bloody legend, or was a legend. Um, yeah. He, you know, and he, he, he was never sort of too proud to be silly either. So, like, he was in he was in an episode of Super Grand once. I Happen to remember uh, quite randomly. Uh, you know, he's popped up in bloody Coronation Street. Uh, for, he was a <laughs> what a dichotomy. <laughs> I know, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's a, he's a gigging TV actor. I don't think yeah. he ever had much in the way of pretension. A character actor, I think they call them here. Well, absolutely. But he was in all 60 episodes of The Wombles, for example. Uh, <laughs> he was in Space 1999. He, uh, I've, I can tell I've got the list up now. I mean, uh, The Wombles obviously is, I guess, the thing that people will most affectionately remember him for in the UK. Mm. Um, but he's popped up so many times. And in the, his film work, He's probably up in some bloody big films. Um, and of course he's you know, his previous involvement with the mm, who adjacent world, let's call it, in the horrible, yeah. terrible movie, uh, Dalek's Invasion of Earth <laughs> 2150 AD, which was oh, right. But he played Tom in that and not a small part, it has to be said. Hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be sad to to see. The on-screen yeah. end of Bernard Cribbins, hundred um, percent. But it, it's very difficult not to be excited by it. I know we know it's one and done episode for, for Tennant. Um, he'll have a ball. Uh, I know that that was because they wanted to tie up the John Don and Noble
1: stuff properly. Yeah, and that's going to get done. So um, happy. Now we just need to tie up the Doctor, the Doctor's daughter, and then I'll be really happy, Ben.
0: One day, one day we'll get to it. I'm <laughs> sure.
1: Um, Can not we maybe keep gas- him around for two <laughs> episodes and just wrap up all the storylines? Um, As well, we, well, I suppose we could have... Uh, That's no reason why 15
0: couldn't deal with that story. In fact, in many ways, that could be more amusing.
1: One thing but, uh, one hmm. thing is for sure is that there are now clearly enough doctors around for them to do, like, a really big get-together special at some point, and I'm kind of dying to see all of them interact with one another, and some of them, like, I'm just super happy... I would really, I mean, obviously we've talked about, um, we've talked about number one coming back for quite a while and mm-hmm. who knows if they'll ever successfully get Eccleson to come back. Um, I think Eccleston is a stone's throw away from it. Yeah. I'm beginning. He's be inching confident. there. It feels like every year he's
0: inching closer. And on, on big finish, he is the very first few minutes of the first one that he did. He mm. doesn't quite sound right, but yeah. it's incredible how quickly he gets like back. you just go back to you just listening to the doctor. It,
1: it's it's astonishing. If you've not yeah. caught those, then then please do. But obviously getting to see Capaldi write again would be great. Mm. I loved his run. Um, yeah, I think it'll take a little while, but I think he will. Getting to see Jodie Whitaker get a, a like a proper turn. I mean, obviously there'll be some time that'll pass, but coming
0: back as the guest star would I think it was suited down to the ground, and then
1: we get to see what she's like when she's written by better writer. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah I mean that'll be the key won't it um Mm -hmm. so yeah all in all I would say this was a very good ending um I mean there's a lot of nitpicky stuff visual effects Mm -hmm. were hit or miss with this show sometimes they were great sometimes they were pretty bad uh it just sort of depended on the scene um
0: you could tell that they'd started using the the massive um LED screen stuff that they use for Star Wars yes uh, That's when things started
1: big, actually uh, looking a little better, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and you know, I mean that that technology has now hit the point where, well, if it's good enough for Star Wars, frankly, then it's probably good enough for most television. Yes, um, it, it it really worked. and yeah, it it's cut the budget for for television making so dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, and it make you know things can be filmed faster because you don't have to rely on a little more immersive for the actors as well. Absolutely, I th- I th- there's so much to be said for it. I think I think it's now. People were worried the shape the show would be left in at the end of 13's run. And I would say it's actually been left in quite a good position for a couple of reasons. But mm. one, we know we're going into a safe pair of hands. Yep. Two, oh, definitely we know that, that Russell's now got a sort of fresh batch of protégés. I mean, Lydia West is in the trailer for the, uh, for the forthcoming one. Yeah. And Lydia West is a breathtakingly good actor. Uh, she played Jill Baxter in It's a Sin, amongst other things. Um, she's super. we've seen that Neil Patrick Harris is the somewhat camp, um, uh, <laughs> sort of ridiculous arch bad guy. I think we can say that's going to
1: be fantastic. Yep,
0: he's gonna be hilarious. But if you look at that, I mean, that's two people from It's a Sin because he was in that as Henry as well, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got I, I will immediately put my cards on the table right now and say Callum Scott Howells is going to be in Doctor Who at some point, almost certainly in this first um, Russell run. Yeah, um uh I, you know he's he's got a an army of of really good talent that he's written for and that he's worked with and that he's come to actually get to know mm. um and including obviously the new doctor and I I don't think anyone is any doubt that for, even the cynics are going well at least it can't be it, it won't be as bad as Chibnall and Whittaker yeah. I mean sure which is why it's gonna do fine because people will watch it because they mm. want to be right about that yeah um there are people, you know, going on about um, ethnicity and gender identity and things like that in terms of thing decisions hereafter. Yeah. And yeah. as always, when people do that, they're just being bloody idiots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To be blunt, um, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm already slightly standing about um, the fact that well, if we're getting Donna back for one, hmm. I feel like Rose has had a, had a, her fair run now. I think Donna deserves a proper ending. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, because that is not a nice ending for her character at all. No. Um, I'm not saying that this ending may be any happier, but at least it'll be an actual ending. Yes. Um, I, I do think that... Closure. Uh, Russell needs to give some thought to how and when he's going to use Alex Kingston, because I think we all agree she's overdue at this point. hundred
1: million back. percent.
0: Uh, we need a new master, uh, most likely. Um, mm-hmm. or do we dip into... Uh, you know the, the various collection of over the top character actors or do we have a bit of a, a call back to gary poppins or somebody who knows we'll see mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so much potential for this show um russell is a walking encyclopedia on the subject of yes. classic who so uh, and he can do fun things with it in a way that i think moffat struggled a bit with because it was all a bit shoehorned yeah um this show's been left in it, it's it's had its audience problems throughout this season. It's, yeah, you know it's, cre- it's created an awkward conversation among simpletons about, um, about whether the can be a woman. You know the two-hearted alien from Gallifrey. Yes, um, and uh, <laughs> you know and now and now we're in a different place. And I, I think it's really good as well that yeah. the whatever people's reaction to Whitaker has been, yeah. um, except those driven by you know misogyny and so on. Yeah, um, the attitude Joe Martin from the fan base has been very positive. Everyone seems to like Fugitive Doctor. Um, She's she's, great. She's kind of badass, and she's funny. So, brilliant. Um, So, yeah, I think the show is in a a healthy place. I do
1: worry about that gap, but I understand why it needs to be there. Um, Yeah, but it makes me feel less bad about the gap between when this episode aired and when we're now covering uh, it, Ben, because... So linear in your thinking about time. Yeah, I mean, and and fuck them—they're not coming back until November. Like we came back, Ben, to talk about Ooh. their show, and then they're like, yeah, "We'll come back too," at the end of the year. Like, like come on, guys, this is redunculous. But um, but we're doing it, uh, Ben. Uh, what would you give the power of the Doctor?
0: I am going to say that despite the various things I've out in it, it was problematic or. Story-wise, whatever. I think this pulls it all together. It is greater than the sum of its parts. And yes. for that reason, I'm going to give it four and three quarters. It Ooh. wasn't perfect. But for an outgoing Doctor with the history that this one has had, I don't see they could have done that much better.
1: Yeah. I went, well, I agree. with. I didn't go quite to that level, but I I did go four and a half because I thought it was greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, 100%. I agree with you on that one.
0: And it does seem that the, the critics and the uh, ratings uh, and so on all seem to agree. Uh, this was, I think by some considerable way, the most successful episode of um, Jodie's tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I would agree. You know, that's no bad thing. It's the It was the fifth most watched TV program uh, of the week in which it aired. But the that's week good. it aired was, was a massively competitive week. So yeah. that's, that's pretty damn solid. Same quite a bit.
1: Yeah. A good send-off for Jodie's yeah. Doctor, who did deserve better. But uh, perhaps we'll get more of a light shown on her character and abilities going forward with Russell at the helm. She's waiting to come back. So, yeah. you know, she, uh, she's very much waiting on the phone. Yeah, well, me too. Uh, I thought mm. she was underrated as a performer in this show. Like, I get the criticisms of the show and the writing or whatever, but I thought and a very early performance wasn't Ugh, in place. A little stilty, but yeah. She she inhabited that character unquestionably by the end. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She had it down. Yeah. I would agree. Um, okay, everybody. So that is the podcast for this week and for many weeks to come. Thanks, BBC. Uh, but in the meantime, and there's a long meantime, you can head on over to CinemaGeekly.com or you can check out the archives of this show. And you'll probably be able to listen to all of them before the next episode <laughs> comes out of Doctor Who. And the audio book. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you can probably listen to a good chunk of the Big Finish audiobooks as well before the next episode arrives. Um <laughs> That's where you can check out the archives of our show. You can also uh this is also a listener-supported podcast. There are a couple of ways uh you can help us out there if you'd like. Uh we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinema geekly. We have our merchandise store. Uh Geeklymerch. <laughs> that. dot com. That's right. Yeah. I was just about to say it, geeklymerch.com. I forgot about the soundboard. Sometimes I sometimes I think of our other podcasts as in a different universe. And it's like Get it's ready to say out. it. I'm almost always surprised by it. Uh, links for those who are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Who Made Who. Hit subscribe. Uh, and that way you can join us in November of 2023. We'll see you at the end of the year, folks, mm. with uh, another episode. Uh, the first of the 2023 Doctor Who specials featuring... The Doctor and Donna, Endgame, slash conclusion, part two, Electric Boogaloo, brackets the end.